Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. friends. It's a special Monday edition of His Beloved. Welcome back. This is the very beginning of season two of the podcast. I can't believe it. I mean, to, the fact that we have a season two just blows my mind and that you guys are still listening and that you're having fun and enjoying us and what God's bringing on this podcast. So today you get just me and Kendra. I hope you enjoy that. If not, oh well, sorry. We thought what better way to kick off the podcast than just the two of us. And we're talking about the new year and what that means to us. And then we're also talking about community. What does it feel like to be alone and to seek community among your friends and to find new friendships, um, to feel like you never will have a a true friend, and to know that God answers those prayers, that He cares. And um, we give you some tips about how we've built community around us. And also, if you are a person who has friendships, how can you reach out to others? Maybe you're in a place where you can offer community to somebody who needs it. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. And we have a huge lineup of some fantastic guests with amazing stories that are coming to you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back. How is everyone doing? Happy 2021. You guys, it's been so long. I feel like it's been a long time since we've been sitting here and it feels so good to be back. It does. It really does. We have to we have to tell you though, we have some new equipment. Like, it's pretty exciting. So um, that's why it kind of took us longer. We were going to do this last week, which you'll find out that um, what we were going to record might not have been as Full of a picture as what we're going to record because <laughs> God has really put some stuff on my heart since then and, and Megan probably too. So, but we got a beautiful donation, which yeah. was such a gift. And so we prayed about it, asked our teammates, Lena and Katrina, and um, decided to invest in the podcast. So we have wires and is, what is that thing called? The soundboard? And interface. Interface. We have an interface. I think interface. that's what it's called. <laughs> we, we're fancy schmancy. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, we're still sitting on the floor with it on laundry baskets, but other than that, <laughs> we're fancy true. schmancy. Okay. One of these days, we're going to figure out how to sit at a table. That's true. That's <laughs> Not true. yet. That'll yeah. come later. It's okay. It's okay. So, so Megan, how's 2021 treating you so far? Oh, well, yesterday, it snowed. Yes. And it didn't just snow like Texas style where we're happy with any snow. Like, we don't care if it's five minutes of snow. Any snow in Texas is the best thing you've ever had, right? How long did it snow yesterday? Seven hours? Yeah, just about. I've never in my life. And it was huge snowflakes. It was real snow. If you turn towards the wind, your eyes would be full of snow. Yeah. I mean, it It was was, beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. And I've never seen that much snow fall at one time. Like, even in Colorado, when I was been there, like, the snow's on the ground, but you don't see it snow for seven hours unless you're, like, in a blizzard or something. Like, it was amazing. So... Even though 2021 has been hard. Kind of a dumpster fire already. <laughs> already. Already. Um, yesterday was just such a gift. Um, yeah. It was so fun to see Facebook and Instagram, like no political conversation, just snow. Everybody was no. so happy, like so much joy yeah. to our little world. And it went all the way through, like almost up to Dallas. Dallas got a little bit of it. And south of us and east yeah. and west. I was like everybody, like all of central yeah. Texas. It was And the cool part, fun. like I talk about God being poetic. Like, oh, 
this was on the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Like, are you serious? <laughs> you yes. Know? And in the first reading um, in Isaiah, it even talked about, um, for just as from the heavens, the rain and snow come down and do not return there until they have watered the earth. And it just continues. But like, this is crazy. We were going to mass. It was raining. We get halfway to mass. And this is like a four minute drive for us. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> we live it like turns next to the neighborhood. Yeah. And then we're walking in and the huge pieces of snow start falling and we can see out the cry room window, oh. just the white. And it was so glorious. It was so beautiful. Um, and then we come out and we tag people with snowballs and... <laughs> It was wonderful. So fun. And I loved what you said. On the baptism of our Lord, he covered us in pure white snow. Yeah. I was like, oh, like yeah. just that um, song, poetry. you washed me white as snow. Yeah. Like that's, that is baptism, right? Being washed white as snow. Every sin, every yeah. shame, every heartache being washed away. Like yeah. it's just beautiful. And it really was like a blanket of snow around yeah. here. Not There's just a little bit. There's still a lot of snow outside. Because yes. Playing. Yeah. And you know what? Our kids are the only ones in the entire city who had to go to school today. <laughs> Here we are. That's okay. But it was really fun to see, um, to wake up this morning and there's still snowmen in the front yard. That never happens in Texas. And these kids built like six foot tall snowmen. Yeah. I've never seen one that big. I mean, I'm not from like up north, obviously. Just because we go to Colorado every now and then, you know, to visit my in-laws that now live here. Um, I'm I'm grateful that they're here, but um, trips to Colorado, you know. Yeah. Y'all had real snow. super fun. Yeah. So um, it was really good. Yeah, it was. So... It's kind of funny. I've been thinking about 2021 because, you know, we've all been saying good riddance 2020. And, you know, you've been seeing these memes of um, seven day free trial 2021. Okay. Time <laughs> to return it. You yeah. Know? I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, but I think because 2020 was on such a grand scale globally, mm-hmm. just an awful year that, you know, we were thinking about this notion that 2021 is just going to like, we deserve a better year. Um, but that's not how it works. Like there's always trials every year. It's just this time, I think it's on a more magnified level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. That's good. Like that's how we're stretched and we're grown and we're disciplined. And, and if God didn't allow those things to happen to us, he wouldn't love us, you know? Yeah. So I heard the other day, I think it was on the blessed is she podcast. There was a priest talking about suffering And he said, we're all invited to suffering. And what makes a saint versus not a saint is how we receive it. If we turn away from it or if we lean into it. And that kind of scared me a little bit, to be real honest. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to lean into it sometimes. I just want to run. But it's so true. Like we could pretend like everything's going to be normal in 2021, or we can focus on God, lean into what he's calling us to, find ways to use this to grow and to become better people and to love people around us more. Or, and to let others love us. And I to mean, let others love us. Man, that one's hard, yeah. isn't it? It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard asking for help and receiving it. and It is. Yeah. So do you have a word for the new I year? I do. <laughs> I do. So for those of you who have never heard about this, this has kind of become a thing. It's yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, but you just pray into what is God's vision for this year for you or mission for you for this year. Um, and if he could give you a word to, um, just guide you there and just to encapsulate your year. And so, um, yeah, so we've had him the last couple of years, but yeah. we realized neither one of us can remember what our words were. Yeah. So Megan, <laughs> you remembered mine. I remember one of yours was go. <laughs> yeah. I can't for the life of me you know remember what? what mine were. Thinking back on it. But I like them. So they were cool. important. Because like, this is just a testament to how cool this is. Like God is so intentional with this. So, um, before that year of the word go, 
um, a couple years prior, I was, you know, trying to do this women's ministry and it was going really well. Um, but it was a lot of work. It was hard, but I felt the Lord say it's time to be quiet and it's time mm-hmm. to be still and it's time to stop. And that was the hardest thing for me to do. And that was a couple years of me just, yeah. Right. And you had Benedict in the middle of that. Yeah. I had Benedict in the middle of that. We moved. Um, and I wanted to get out there and I wanted to do ministry, but mm-hmm. God was just saying, no, it's not time. And and literally I would be in conversations with people and I would just be speechless. Like God would literally mm-hmm. mute Shut your mouth. me and I loved it. But, um, then, then as I rested in that for a long time, I felt these stirrings happen, but I, I acknowledged them, but I didn't act on them too soon because I still felt the Lord saying, no. It's not time yet. And and as those stirrings got bigger and pieces started to come together and Megan talking about ministry and Leanna and and then all of a sudden I get this word as I'm cleaning my room, listening to the podcast. I think it was with Abiding Together. It was the first time I've ever heard of having a word of the year. Um, I just get this word, go. And I was like, what? Go. I'm going. It was so loud and clear. Go. And it's, yeah. It's, it's so cool. Adventure. Like listening to you tell that story. I don't guess I'd ever really put all the pieces together of how God really put it on your heart to have this women's ministry and for it to be based around worship and adoration and women coming together for community. And at the time, you didn't quite have all the like pieces to make it happen. Like it was a lot of work for you. And then you moved across the street from me, (laughs) which is super fun. And, um, and God like put you to rest for a little bit there. And then remember when he said, go, that's when he sent you to mom's group. Yes. And he put you like in charge yes. of mom's group for a while. And that was where you and nowhere. I kind of started doing ministry, ministry together. together. We yeah. had been talking and kind of dreaming, but that was the first yeah. time. It was almost like, it was like our trial run. Yeah. And then Leanna had this idea. Yeah. And Leanna's like, I just really feel this calling for this ministry. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And, and that was your like, like God breaking forth saying, go. Like, here's yeah. your people. This is what you're called to do. Do yeah. it. That's yeah. so cool. I never yeah. realized how. Really it was almost like he was baby stepping so us it. towards it. I know. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. So this year, um, I wasn't even really ex- like, I hadn't really put myself into a place to receive the word, like really mm-hmm. intentionally praying about it. Um, but what was going on in my heart was, um, before Christmas, I did a novena to Our Lady Endure of Knots, mm-hmm. um, because this past semester, there was a lot for my family, for Chris and I, um, Surgery, broke my knee. We went to five-day schooling. Chris completely changed his job. Another so, surgery. Another Two surgeries. surgery, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a doozy. And um, and I kind of lost sight of, you know, my, my main mission as wife and mother. And it was just all up in the air, you know. <laughs> um, and it got a little wild. So there was just a lot of um, knots that were formed in that time. Um, between in my heart and Chris's heart, between both of us. And so I prayed this novena. And y'all, the specific things that I prayed for, and Chris didn't even know that I, well, he knows now. I prayed a novena <laughs> for us, Chris. Um, Surprise. By the way. Um, but the, the specific things that I, I prayed, these knots, that Mary would undo these knots, he started having um, the Lord just came into that. And um, he would have these conversations with me of how like, I could v- visually see those knots being undone in his heart and these wow. conversations he was having with me. is so beautiful. And the same with me. And so where I am now is um, wanting to get back to my, my home, um, the domestic church, serving my family, serving my husband, 
um, and that being my main mission, right? And but in that, I was thinking of all these to-dos that I need to do and systems to get in place and, um, you know, different schedules so that we can, because our school talks about, Dr. Hill, our, our headmaster at our school, he talks a lot about how um, when there's order, it, it, it allows for freedom. And so I'm thinking about mm-hmm. these, like, outside structures for our family of, you know, chore systems and laundry and all the, those little things so that we can have freedom within those knowing that, okay, they're going to get done at that time. And that's more so freedom in my mind. But um, so I was on this war path of like things that I want to do and tackle. And so then um, last Sunday, not this past Sunday, two Sundays ago, I went to mass and I was praying before mass. And usually I have kids crawling all over me from the minute I start kneeling. But I think guardian angel just protected me, <laughs> um, just allowed me to have some good solid prayer time, I just heard so loudly the word rest, Hmm. rest. And it wasn't like, stop doing what you're doing and just take it easy and kick your feet up. It was rest on my chest right here in mass. Let me fill you up, fully receive all that I'm going to pour into you here Hmm. at mass. Then you can go and do those things. And so I'm really excited to see for this year, I've been kind of figuring out, you know, what this word entails, but I think it's going to entail a lot of things. Um, but me, me truly, the depth of a, abiding in him is mm-hmm. that rest. Um, I love the image of laying your head on his chest. Oh, me too. I, who was the apostle that did John. that? John. Yes, yeah. the man. The man, John, John, laid his head on, yeah. on um, his chest. Beautiful. And then, and then this past Wednesday, I'm oh, sorry, past Sunday, Father spoke about um, rest in your friendship with Him, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Mm. But it's just neat little things are unfolding. Yeah. So, what about you, That's Megan? Awesome. I You've love been that holding so the story back. I know. From me. I told Kendra I was not going to tell her what it was. Time. <laughs> it's been like a week and a half, which is a long time for us. Don't to know your so word. I was just really praying about my word. I really wanted to know what it is and I've been focusing on it and I was like right there on the tip of my tongue I can feel like God saying the first thing I heard was look up like look at me see me notice me look up around you see what's happening around you um and I was trying to think of a word that meant that and I could not for the life of me think of like just an one word that meant that and the more I prayed about it and prayed about it it was like he was calling me to notice him and our relationship the two of us he was calling me to notice my family and what was going on there and Chad you know this year has been a really hard hard season for our family harder than I ever thought we would deal with and um and there's been some times in there where we really felt like we were not going to make it out of it like it was just going to tear us apart um with his illness and everything so so looking at him and then just looking at like relationships around us and the world and all that's going on and the word that he gave me is restoration Ooh. Like he's going to restore. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Like restore yes. my prayer time with him, mm-hmm. that intimacy that we've had in the past, but it's harder when you have a baby and all these other things. Mm-hmm. He's going to restore um, our family and all that we're going on, that's going on here with Chad's illness and with pandas and with, you know, my kids are all really filled with stress and anxiety and it's just a lot. It's a lot for everybody to handle. Um, and restore relationships, friendships, restore our country. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much restoration that he has in store for us. And, you know, so the other part of this is choosing a scripture, having God give you a scripture. And so the scripture that popped out to me was Isaiah 43. And I saw it on like a little meme on um, Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. 
And it says, what does it say? I, love I, I know. I always want to like dive deeper into Me Isaiah. Me too. Um, see, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the wilderness, I make a way. In the wastelands, rivers. And so that was the part that I saw, and it really kind of struck me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go look that up in my Bible. So when I looked it up in my Bible, look what it says right there, chapter 43. Can you see I it? bad eyes. <gasps> Promises of redemption and restoration. Yes. Shut up. The, the title of the chapter is Promises of Redemption and Restoration. I was oh like, my gosh. done. That's yes. it. <laughs> like, yes. mic drop. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, like, that's amazing. He has the best mic drops. I know. And it was like four <laughs> days between the first time I saw it and when I actually yeah. looked it up. And it was so cool. And I was just like, yeah, this is it. And I've already seen him like really calling my daughters towards him, which mm-hmm. has been really cool. And Ella had this amazing dream of going to heaven and seeing him and him teaching her how to have joy in her suffering. Oh, wow. I mean, gorgeous. And so she has a word of the year and scripture and Livy does too. And they're like Uh trying to start journaling. And anyways, one of the promises he made for me a long, long time ago is I used to, um, uh, that we would dream together, that God and I dream together. And that um, the song, A Million Dreams Mm -hmm. from... What's that movie? Showman. Yeah, Greatest Showman. Um, that I always picture God singing that to me, that yeah. we have a million dreams and that he has his dreams for me and that, you know, this is beauty. And then the next part of it is when the little girls sing this song with their dad. And on that part, he said, and your daughters are going to dream with me too. And like of what the world can become with their love and like yeah. them loving other people. So anyway, so it felt like that little promise was yeah. starting to... I don't know. Starting to see some fruits. Yeah, so it's really cool. So I'm super excited. And we need hope, right? Like, I'm such a hopeful person. And it's hard for me when I don't have something to hope for. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a tiny bit of restoration, I'm going to name it and claim it and take that because it's worth it. We need it. (laughs) We need all the, a little bit of restoration we can get in 2021. Definitely. That that made me think of um, something that I just read actually on Facebook and I posted it, I copied and pasted it. Um, but just how seeing what is happening in the world, it's really easy for us to slip into this place of worry and fear of the world that our children are inheriting, Mm -hmm. um, the country that our children are inheriting. And it challenges, it challenged me to realize that like they are here on purpose for a reason for for this time. Yeah. On purpose. Um, and that they are going to be totally, fully equipped to take on what they are supposed to take on, you know, and, and just seeing or hearing you mm-hmm. talk about how, how your girls are also just on this journey and how he's calling them to them and, and they're awakened by it and they're saying yes yeah. to it and they're allowing him to move their hearts. Like that's, that's so where cool. it starts. And that's our, that's the future of our country. And yeah. so for you to live, um, your life so your 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 spiritual life with the Lord so open with your children, um, it allows them to dream mm. as well in that path, and it's so beautiful. It's such a witness. So it's funny um, that you say that because I was sitting there on the couch the other day, and Ella was telling me all about this dream that she'd had, and I told her, "Why don't you write it down mm-hmm. so you don't forget it?" And then it was like the Lord spoke to her in her journaling, which was so cool, and they were so proud of themselves. And mm-hmm. Livy had a Bible verse given to her by God. It was so neat. Like I've never had that kind wow. of experience with them before, and I was sitting there looking at them, going, "For such a time as this, like mm-hmm. whenever, if there's one thing I've learned about church history and world history in general, and the lives of the saints, it's every time there's terrible, terrible." 
sadness and heartache and sin in the world, God raises up saints and he will raise up saints now, whether my kids are any of those, who knows, but like that will happen. Like he will, and he's calling their hearts to them. And so it gives us hope to know that like, if we just keep our hearts focused on him, that he's doing something like there, there are people that he's raising up right now. And it's so, I can't imagine, I always think about like, if you were there in that time period and knew those saints, would you know, Mm -hmm. would you see them? Would you recognize who they were and yeah. like the difference that they're making in the lives of people like Ignatius and, you know, Joan of Arc and all these amazing saints who are calling people back to them. St. Francis, I think you probably know with those three. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're pretty some. obvious. <laughs> I hope so. Anyways, but, but I did have that thought of like, God's doing something here yeah. as long as we can continue to just And the cool thing is, focused. um, so my oldest daughter, Philomena, she, for the longest time, I don't know why she would not read the Narnia series. Yes. And Ella was all into it and she wanted to talk about it. And Philomena was like, nah, no. It was almost like everybody likes it. So I'm not going to like yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but she started reading through a whole series. And I had this conversation with her on the way home from a basketball game. I love these moments. Like I love that. I love having teenagers. Like it's just so fun <laughs> having these conversations. Um, but I asked her just, Hey, how's your prayer life going? And and she started talking about how God is revealing himself to her through this Narnia series. Mm. And I, I say that um, just to give you all hope that the Lord is going to pursue your children. Mm. He is going to pursue them. He loves them so deeply. He has a plan for them. Um, doesn't mean it's all going to be flowers and puppy dogs and rainbows no. and easy times. Absolutely not. Um, they're going to be stretched and they're mm-hmm. going to go through very difficult times. And there's going to be moments when they might turn away from him. Um, but our role is to stay focused, keep our, our eyes on the Lord, live our lives, love them where they're at, um, and, and pray our hearts out for mm-hmm. them. Because and- none of the lives of the saints are easy. No. And, and- no. Terrible. (laughs) I mean, from 2020 standards, that would be a a walk in the park for the lives of the saints for the most part. I mean, they dealt with severe, severe suffering. Right. But they kept their eyes fixed on Jesus and just leaned into it and allowed him to take those moments of refining. And and that's the other thing that God's been doing in my heart too lately. And this has always freaked me out. I don't like it very much. <laughs> I don't like thinking about like, oh, you're trying to refine me. Oh, I don't want to be refined. Fire. <laughs> refined fire. by fire. Oh, I don't think I like that so much. Right. I don't think that's a fun plan. Not but it's so cozy. true. No. And so, you know, for years, I was a youth minister before all this big suffering hit our family. And I used to almost preach kind of like a rainbows and puppy dogs kind of mm. of gospel and that's just not true you know yeah. like walking through that suffering shows such a different side of humanity and of who God is and who I am mm. and so I've seen that refining and I feel like he's calling me back to more of that refining a little bit of like deepening that faith making it more sustainable more long term more you know where I can actually I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do it though. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to go there. there before, like you know that a hard time is coming. You're like, oh man. But I guess it's whether we use but, those hard times or not. Yeah. Yeah. Allow them to be used in yeah. us, I should say. Yeah. But, and he, you know, scripture tells us that he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm. So in those moments, um to to be in that moment and to be open to that peace, that's what gets you through. Mm -hmm. Because you know it's going to be okay. And you know you're being held. 
Yeah. You know. And that piece is amazing. Yeah. It surpasses all understanding. Like that's yeah. the best definition yeah. of it. And yeah. there is no way to explain it. It doesn't, you can't understand it. <laughs> it's my favorite. Definitely. Um, so we wanted to, when we first started the podcast, you know, we shared each of our stories and there was also something that was very, um, strong in our hearts and what we wanted to share, but we just never felt like it was the right time. Um, but we wanted to talk about community and the importance of community. And, um, after, you know, new years, I just, I was at mass. It was the mass of when I got the word rest, I was like, yep, Lord, you're right. It's time. So, um, I proposed it to Megan. And so. So here we go. Um, so we we wanted to bring you the story of us, kind of. <laughs> Our friendship and where God is. Yeah, and that. the community that's around us. And um, it's, it's just an incredible story for me to look back on because <clears throat> I had been wanting to move closer to our church for a very long time, for two years to be exact. And, you know, I would just poking prod at Chris, like, come on, I'll be closer. We were up here all the time with him working at the church and us having preschool at the church and all this stuff. Um, so I made this ultimatum with God. I do this a lot. And I said, God, I will come to Holy Hour once a week to visit you here if you move me closer here. And Because <laughs> then I can be right down the street and come see you anytime, Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> um, and that's the main goal, right? And y'all, like, I there were so many times when I would grasp at these houses and I would look and you know, Chris, let's go look at this one. We can make it fit us to be closer. But in, in as much as it frustrated me, Chris and his faithfulness, like, no, it's not time. And for him, it was more financial, yeah. you know, it's not time. We can't do this right now. Um, but we get a call from our neighbor and she's like, hold on before you go there. Oh, there was more to this story before you even moved in because oh. you know that we live in, we live in the house that Chad grew up in. Yes. So, well, I know you you do. Happen. We don't. I do. They don't I know that. We gotcha. Know we like live in one house, but we don't. Like we don't. my family lives in the house that Chad grew up in. And um, we bought this house when the housing market crashed and um, we were pregnant with our second baby. We couldn't really afford anywhere else. And it just seemed like the best place for us to be. And God, and Chad's parents sold him to us. But we were the only people on the street with kids. And I had two babies, and there were a whole bunch of retired people mm. and with grandkids. And I was so alone, mm. so alone for years and years and years and years and just wanted desperately to have community, so much so that when Elle was in kindergarten, we almost moved. Really? I don't know if I ever told you that. No. Part. I was about ready to move wow. and because I was so lonely, and she was going to a school that was far away, and I was like, well, let's just move near that school. Mm -hmm. And um, shortly after that is when the first family with kids moved in, and it was Martina Kreitzer, and uh -huh. they have six kids, and we were like, six Catholic kids across the street is amazing. <laughs> and that kind of like cemented this spot for us. And then another Catholic family moved in who um, happened to be really good friends with the Bartlett's. Yeah. The roses and um and I knew the Bartlets too outside of you know our street but okay not yeah right yeah you had done ministry with Chris yeah and, Chris and I did and ministry. we had seen each other in the passing in church and stuff um and so I get this call from Catherine Rose and she said hey I just talked to my neighbor um they're gonna be moving soon y'all should just come you know talk with them and see if it could be a fit and so of course. I was like, Chris, call these people and just see what happens. So I kind of played it off. Like mm -hmm. it can be your idea, not mine. Um, and so we did. And it was this sweet elderly couple. They had been praying for someone to come and, and, you know, move into their house. They had the best They were faith. moving. Oh, they were beautiful. So genuine faith. So sweet. Amazing. And so we were able to get into this house before realtor fees, before we got realtor involved. Um, but the thing is, is this house 
you know, God knows the desires of our hearts. And it's like all these little things that I desired in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, he answered every single one of them, even ones that I didn't even know I had. Um, and then I get to to walk out and see my kids playing on the street that's tucked away in the neighborhood. You know, it's not high traffic. Um, playing with all these other children. And it was the, the childhood that I had mm-hmm. growing up that I longed so deeply for my kids to have. And then... The, the moms out on the street that I get to just visit with and hang out with and spend life with and, and grow with and suffer with and journey with. Um, it was just incredible. And that all began with like, Lord, please, yeah, please. And I have been praying for community, community mm-hmm. for our family, um, community for the girls specifically. Like I mm-hmm. really wanted them to have good friends, like holy friends that love them, that would Mm -hmm. point them towards God, that cared about the same things they cared about. And at the time, they just didn't have any of that. And it's so funny, like not only did God move you across the street, but you had three little girls, like Mm -hmm. the same ages as my kids and all the boys are the same age. You know, it's just, it was, he thought about every tiny little thing that we would need. Our husbands needed each other. We needed each other. And, and it was such a gift. And I hate to like say this as you know, we have such a perfect life now. Sorry for those of you that don't have community because that's not our goal at all. Our goal is to say that like God cares about those little desires of your heart mm-hmm. and he wants to send someone in your path that can can help you with those. And he wants to be that for you too because not everybody's going to have that with a, a tangible person in their lives, but God is there for that community too. Yeah, definitely. And whenever um, Father said rest in his friendship, how beautiful this story is. Um, but... It's not the end all be all. Like Mm-mm. you don't totally fill me up, Megan. Sorry, and <laughs> I, don't I want to. <laughs> I know I don't fill you up totally. Yeah. Um, Chris will never fill me up. Mm-hmm. I will never fill him up, and and that's that'll never be it. So, um, to rest in his friendship is for him to be your ultimate, mm-hmm. the one, and then allow him into the areas where you desire because we were created for community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's so evident in the Bible, you know, Adam was created and then the animal after animal after animal. And Adam was like, no, not a good fit. No, not a good fit. And then the Lord created woman. And finally it was a fit and he Mm -hmm. felt together. He felt whole. Um, and then with the disciples, you know, Jesus didn't do it alone. He had his community around him. Mm -hmm. And so we are created for that. And sometimes, um, it's hard to step into that. And I think that's something that I, I would like us to adventure into is, um, where are you right now? Where do you long to be or what do you long for? And what would that prayer look like? Yeah. How do you get there? Well, and I think sometimes we feel really isolated and really alone and we think that there's no one around that could be a friend to us or how would we ever make friends or how would we get out there? And one of the things that we've done on our street is just become a front yard people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it really started when the Chrysler's were here because they had a pool in the backyard and so the kids couldn't play back there. So it was like, okay, we're gonna play in the front yard. And we just became a front yard people. And so you get to see more people when you're, when you're in the front yard, yeah. you get to see people walking by, you get to, um, get to know the neighbors around you. And we just made things like 
everybody's invited all the time. Mm-hmm. If you live on our street, if you don't live on our street, like just come and be a part of it. And even during COVID, like we had gotten to the point where we were doing some, like for Valentine's Day every every year, we do a big front yard pancakes and sausage and eggs party yeah. at night. And, and dance. And we dance. Uh, <laughs> In the dance driveway. Party. I don't even know how we started that, but it's become know. a thing and it can't stop now. <laughs> so this year with COVID, obviously it put a damper on a lot of those kind of things. Yeah. So instead of having these big parties, we had like in our own front yard parties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which were so fun. Like just yeah. sit out and you don't even have to mingle with anybody else. You don't have to spread germs. Yeah. Just sit out in your own front yard and everyone else sits in their own front yards and get to talk to each other. Yeah. And we had a blast. Chris brought out his guitar on Easter Sunday. Yeah. And we put flyers all up and down the street and invited people to like bring their own stuff and bring their own Easter egg hunts and everything. And and we just, yeah. we sang and we danced yeah. and. What's the hardest part, Megan, do you think of taking that step of like, it, say you don't live on a street that other people are out front. Like what's the hardest part do you think of kind of just doing that? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's hard to step out in faith anytime you try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everybody wants community too. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. I think we have this image in our mind that if you step out and invite someone to be your friend or to come do something with you, they're going to be like, no, I don't like you. Because right. I don't know if that's like wounds from high school mm, or yeah. middle school that's or what it is that we feel like we're going to be rejected. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's how it is. I think especially with moms, mm-hmm. I think moms are so desperate for community and they spend so much time alone with their kids that they just want someone else who understands them. And I think the same is true for young singles, for, you know, married couples, everybody's looking for someone else. So I think the hardest part is just getting past that perception that I'm going to be rejected in some way. Yeah. Because, and and if you are, oh, well, go to the next person. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world, you know? Mm -hmm. But one of the ways that we've brought people in is like flyers on people's doors, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a friend down the street does a little hot dog party every year and she puts out a sign and she calls it the Halloweener <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> and, and she started this, you know, yeah. this idea of like, we're going to get our, our block together and we're going to enjoy each other, even if it's just for a little bit. And none of this has to be like, Kendra and I are not your like fancy party throwing kind of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love a good like birthday party, but I'm not doing a sit down dinner yeah. party. Like, that's not who we are. We yeah. are paper plates. And lawn chairs. Lawn chairs in the front yard. Yeah. Nothing matches. We're just randomly. What do you have? What do you have? Great. I have this. Let's compile it all on our and little tables I, I and go to town. The best parties. I agree. Here's what I think sometimes too. I think what's made it really effective for us is not planning anything sometimes mm-hmm. because those have been the most fun is yeah. when we don't put a lot of thought into it. Because for me, at least when I put a lot of thought into a party, then I'm like, well, we have to have this and we have to have this and this needs to be perfect. And that needs to be perfect. And what if they don't want to come? And what if they're busy instead of like, Hey, we're going outside today. You want to come? Yeah. Like those last minute, just throw whatever you have from the fridge. The kids yeah. will eat it. They don't care. Yeah. Those are the ones that are the most yeah. meaningful and special to me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how we started. I think so too. And um, one thing that, I think holds people back is, well, they're different than me. They have different views. Mm-hmm. They had a different political sign in their yard than I Ooh. did. You know, um, I know they're of different faith or they don't believe in God at all. Whatever the case may be, we are all human. Mm-hmm. We are all made in his image and likeness. And we all desire community. Like we were created for it. Not everybody might recognize that, but we were created for it. And so, um, 
yeah, I think just stepping out and even just being a presence in the front yard, like you said, and just saying hi to people as they walk by, eventually that's going to grow into something, you know? And and that's the best evangelization too. That's true. It's amazing evangelization to just live out your faith Mm -hmm. in a, not a, you know, knocking down someone's door, telling them to love Jesus kind of way, but just like loving Jesus and loving people. And you and Chris have done such a good job of that. And I've seen you just be open and be like welcoming to people and allowing people in. And you don't hide your faith, but you don't, you're not shoving it down their throats either. And that's what makes people think something's different about that family. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what it is and I want what they have. And we've even seen people on our street, like come back to the church and, yeah. and our, our sweet little elderly neighbor next door. She's listening to relevant radio every day. Is she really? Every day. Oh my gosh. And that's amazing. She's like, I know you people like your Catholic church. <laughs> she's just so cute about it. You know, she's and the one that gave the St. Yeah, Teresa socks. Gave me the socks. <laughs> but you know, like she's, she can't leave her home. And so, and she's not Catholic, but she's listening to relevant radio every day. And it's those little witnesses of like just showing love to people. Yeah. That is the best evangelization in my, in my opinion, because then they start asking questions and then you get to really dive deep. Yeah. You get to really tell them. Our other neighbors um, that we just adore, Rachel and her family, they came um, shopping for houses one day and we yeah. were all out in the front yard. And whenever there's like a house for sale, we all like to be in the front yard because we're like, they need to know what they're getting themselves yes. into. There are a lot of kids on the street. Front, I tell a my lot. kids, you don't know how many times these past two weeks I've told my kids, go clean up the front yard because it looks like an orphanage. <laughs> oh, I literally like, had someone we have a lot stop of kids. By. Of course it does. Yeah. I had someone stop by one day and say, can I drop my baby off at your daycare? <laughs> and I was like, I don't have a daycare. And she goes, yeah, you do. This is a daycare, right? And I was like, no, nope. these children live here. <laughs> this is actually where they live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're a little bit of that family, those families. There's multiple yes. of us. So anyway, so on that day, we were all out in the front yard, and so then we kind of, like, spy on the houses to see if, like, families or who's coming, you know, yeah. we want to see. And um, they got out of the car, and I just remember Kendra's husband, Chris, ran over there and was like, hey, how you doing? It's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. He was just so genuine. And Rachel said, I don't care what that house looks like on the inside. I don't care how much it costs. I'm living here with these people. This is where I want to be. And she did. And yeah. she they had to completely remodel the entire inside of that house because yeah. it was old, but it didn't matter. And then now... Um, they ended up moving next door to Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> they moved from my side of the street to Kendra's side of the street because they just didn't want to leave um, leave this place. And we've gotten to see just beauty in that family yeah. and growing closer to the Lord. And it's just, it's yeah. really, it's been fun. And do you remember when our other neighbors moved down, um, down the street, a new young couple, um, sweet couple. And they, <laughs> like the first day they're in there. Chris oh goes, gosh. well, I'm going to go meet them. And so then he goes, and then all the kids go, I'm like, well, I guess I need to go say hi. So I went and say hi. And I walk in, and Benedict, my four-year-old, is there in just his underwear <laughs> meeting our new neighbors. And this was like July of COVID when we were yeah. not going inside people's houses. Yeah. And we're all in their right. house. Someone came and got me. And so yeah. I, thought, I thought they, like, wanted to meet yeah. us. There was literally – how many people are in our two families? 16? Yeah. There were 16 of us in the yeah. room. It was so fun. <laughs> it, it was so sweet. It was so loud. And they it's delighted so, in it. That's the thing. Did. They really were so excited, like, to meet us. And we were so excited to meet them. I thought we really might have scared them away. <laughs> right. I know. They're a beautiful, sweet couple. Really so. intense. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, just, just try. Like, get mm-hmm. to know people. Um, one other challenge, sorry, I don't want to, interrupt oh, no, go ahead. Say. okay, well, I was just thinking, so one other area that I think could be a fun challenge for people, um, to grow in community is to sporadically, randomly 
pick a family at mass and say, hey, you want to come over after mass for dinner? Yeah. Not dinner, for donuts or something. Just something totally easy, so totally unstructured. That's one thing you're really good at. I've seen Kendra do this multiple times where I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, we should get together. Oh, yeah, we should. Okay. It never happens because I'm like, <laughs> I forget about it, whatever. And Kendra's like, do you want to come now? That's come to my see, house right me, now. if it doesn't happen now, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and she's always like, uh, okay, so this person's coming over. Come over and hang out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you've done it too. Yeah, yeah. So, it, But it's so great, though, it's because so it's fun. those like, spur-of-the-moment mm-hmm. real connections that yeah. I think make such a difference. Yeah. And, it's and they're organic, fun. and you, you don't have everything together. You don't have your house no. perfect. You don't have this big, you know, brunch buffet set up, but... You'd both get in the kitchen together, and you help whip something up, and the kids play, and you just talk and yeah. I meet remember one, one time another. We were and... at mom's group, and you met a mom. And you're like, "Hey, come over. We'll make peanut butter and jellies for our kids." And we did, and we sat there and yeah. talked for hours. Yeah, and it was. Beautiful. And she's going to be on our podcast in a oh, few she weeks. Sure yeah, yeah, that's she's on our podcast in two weeks. Yeah, ha ha. <laughs> and that would have never happened if Kendra yeah. not invited her over. <laughs> so fun. So yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it is just letting go of this idea of what it should look like. Mm-hmm. And um, how fancy it needs to be, or like, I, and, and there's a time and a place for a fancy dinner party, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fun sometimes. They're fun. But it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. It can just be real friendship. And then I think the next part is being vulnerable in friendships. Not, mm. um, I have learned, I think I say this a lot on the podcast, but it's true. I've learned so much from Kendra of friendships because I don't think I was given the best examples when I was younger and I just, just didn't know a lot, you know? And her way of loving people is just so beautiful and so um, Christ-like that it's, I'm learning from it. Hopefully it's rubbing off on me. I don't know. But um, you are so good at being vulnerable, allowing others to be vulnerable, that it makes for a real friendship, not this like surface level of I have to look good in front of people. I have Mm -hmm. to um, pretend. There's no pretending. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes real friendship. I agree. Thank you. Um, and likewise, I would have to say something that I've learned from you is journeying in through the hard and letting others know that even if you if you have to shake them by the shoulders, like, mm. be real with me. I want to be real with you. Like, I'm a place, I'm a safe place for you. Yeah. And um, tell me whatever you feel comfortable telling me, but I am a safe place for you. And you you do that so beautifully. Um, I want to. I want to try to. I don't know that I do. You it, do. Like, I you want, do. And I want to be that place for other people. But I mm-hmm. think sometimes it's hard to move past the, um, you know, just casual kind of relationship right. into that vulnerable place. Right. But I think um, having a faith-filled relationship does that. Yeah. I think there's a difference between just casual friends and people who live out their faith together. I think that's... Yeah it helps you to be a little bit more vulnerable in that place. Yeah. If you have those experiences, if you've gone to retreats together, if you spend time in prayer that's together, true. if you get to share your heart with each other, yeah, um, that's kind of where we can open up and be yeah. a little bit more yeah. deep and, and some, some ways to do that would be, you know, asking something like, well, how's your prayer life going right now? Or how's your marriage? Like asking the hard questions that you don't normally talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that just opens up for the conversation, yeah. you know? Yeah, what's God doing in your heart right now? Yeah, yeah, what's God doing in your heart right now? Exactly. That's a good one. Or, yeah. like, how, how are you feeling? Are you lonely? I mean, that's a mm-hmm. huge question. I have a couple of um, single friends who are on my heart right now who've, mm. who've expressed feeling lonely and feeling like they don't have a place. Um, and reach, especially if you're, if you have a family, reach out to single friends and say, yeah. hey, come hang out with us, you know? 
did we talk about the day that you invited the entire school over for? No. I don't think we've talked about that. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite. So our school <laughs> is filled with all these young teachers, young male teachers. Not they're just awesome. teachers. And they're yeah. so stinking cute. Yeah. They're like 22, fresh out of college. And most of them moved from across the country to come work at this school. So they have no family here. They have no friends. They're teaching their first year in a pandemic. Right. Craziness. Yeah. I can't even imagine how hard life must be for them right now. And this was like the third or fourth week of school, maybe. No, I guess it was more like six weeks in. Yeah. Because they we just started in distance. Person. Yeah. Yeah. And Kendrick comes to me. Hey, by the way, I invited a whole bunch of the male teachers over for dinner tonight. We're gonna eat hamburgers in the front yard. You're coming. Let's do this. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Back up. You did what now? You invited our daughter's teachers over because Kendra works at the school. I should yeah. put that part in. Yeah. She didn't just randomly like. <laughs> Stalk down the single young male, hey, male teacher. Hey, young male teacher, just got to my house. No, like she was like, we're going to pour into these these guys and we're going to show them what family looks like and we're going to love them and bring them over. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I would never be bold enough to do any of those things you just said without you, but let's do it. Um, and it was the most it fun. It was so fun. And it was so funny to me too, because they all came and one of them even had his girlfriend in from like another state just for the weekend. Yeah, and Chicago. And came over. He brought her. I'm yeah. Like, you really want to hang out You're with brave. <laughs> I feel like you should be And she was so else. sweet. Oh, she was so sweet. She was sweet. so sweet. And they ended up like running around and playing with the kids. And, and one of them even said, what did he say? Something about like, you show me what family should look like. Oh yeah. Like you give me a vision of what... Yeah what I want family to be for me yeah. someday. And so another beautiful. one actually came from a large family. And oh, so yeah. he was like, this was like home for him. Like Several just, of them. They miss their little brothers yeah. and sisters. And yeah. they're like, oh, we feel like we have home. We have yeah. our um, our. We need to have them back. over again. We really should. We'll do it again. Poor things. Yeah. <laughs> I think they need it. Yeah. Um, but it was just a way to like, you know, give people a little bit of love and also invite them into something. Because mm-hmm. especially if they don't have family and friends around, like just give them a place to be. Yeah. Feel loved and wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. But I'm sure it's that been you a guys fun topic. are probably in different stages of life right now. Like some of you are needing the friendship. Some of you are looking for that. Mm-hmm. Some of you are in a place where you can offer some friendship to others and invite mm-hmm. people in. And But wherever you are, I think the first thing you do is pray about it, right? Like, yeah. God, where are you calling me to next? Because that's a big yeah. part of all of this is is um, not grasping, but allowing God to push us into where he wants us to be. Right. And then stepping out and doing it. Like, yes, um, yes. When you feel the nudge, go. Right. And also, if you are one that is, like, thirsting to receive, mm. tell allow, somebody. Tell somebody and, and pour your heart out to the Lord. Yeah. Like, God, I really, I really want, because that was my prayer. Like, I really want, like, a sister friend, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, ta-da. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's always been like one of our goals, our dreams, I should say, for His Beloved is we wanted to have a place where people who were kind of didn't know how to connect to others could reach mm-hmm. out and say, hey, like, yeah, can I be part of a prayer group? Can I be part of um, some sort of community? Yeah. And of course, COVID has made that harder for everybody. Yeah. Like we don't get to see each other face to face as much as we'd like to, but that doesn't mean the options are like right. that it's over. Like we right. still have masks together. We still have Zoom calls. We can still do little outdoor gatherings. Like mm-hmm. d- don't use that. Let that be an excuse to live alone and be sad. Yeah. Reach out. Reach out to us. Like we would love to be able to be that, you know, community for you or help you find community nearby. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pray with you. Yeah. Be fun for us. For sure. Plus we just want um, to hear what you like. How's life? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you having yeah. fun? Do you like podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Reach out to us. Um, you know, and our, our God is a God of love, a God of intentionality, a God of 
hope, a joy, and um, he knows your desires before you even express them to him. So mm-hmm. um, step out on this journey of community. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. 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 I Especially if you're a mom who's at home by yourself with those babies. Yeah, that's Don't hard, do it on your own. hard season. Definitely It's a hard season. And I think social media allows us to feel like we're a little bit more connected in some ways, but it mm-hmm. also allows us to compare ourselves to other moms even more. Mm-hmm. and to always kind of feel like you're not enough. And let me tell you, you are, first of all, and none of us are <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Like, yeah. we're all in that boat, and we're all struggling. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that, none of us, there's no perfection yeah. with any of us. But reach out. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So this was a lot of fun. Look forward to the next podcast. Who is our next guest? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> we have so many books that we don't know. We this is really do. exciting. I think it's Christy Wilkins. Okay. I don't know that yeah. for certain. So, yeah. yay. Yeah. We have a we have a lot of fun um, conversations coming your way. We do. some really incredible people. With some friends in so, our lives. We just don't know, awesome remember stories. which order we scheduled them. Yeah, so. Oh, and also, one more thing. Did you guys know that in the Diocese of Austin, it is the year of the domestic church? Kendra was talking about earlier how yes. she really wants to focus on her domestic church. And, and that's a very, like, catholic ease word that means that, like, our children should see the faith lived out first and foremost at home. At home. And yeah. one thing that I've noticed over the years of doing youth ministry is there's no youth ministry program that is comparable to a family that lives out their faith. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at like research of kids staying involved in the faith long-term after youth ministry ends, it always is indicative of whether or not their parents are um, involved in the faith. Like that is the yeah. number one factor. And so, yeah, like let's enjoy that. Let's have fun this yeah. year at the domestic church. Yeah. Good call. That's awesome. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that and you came back with some new ways that you can make community in your area. And if you're enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and leave a review on iTunes and give us a little rating. That's a great way for people to find our podcast and reach out to us. Let us know how you're doing, um, what has spoken to you in the podcast. Where do you need some more support or prayer? We're here for you. All right, guys. See you next week.